right now in this incredibly challenging digital world where everything feels like a transaction, the more you can show up in a human way in that environment, the better. This is Digital Marketer. Hey, it's Mark. And I don't want to be that doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a little bit of a wake-up call for you. Because we've been talking a lot lately about how the whole iOS thing has some advertisers flying blind. And when you sprinkle on some rising ad costs and supply chain issues, we've got a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. The bad news is that a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. But the good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out of this even stronger. So that's why it's important to focus on what you can control. Sign up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, test. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the President of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you need to be focused on to the cutting edge tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Carrie Sanderson, the CMO of Typeform, a very excellent application that we use tons here at Digital Marketer, and we recommend to all of our certified partners. They have over 500 million digital interactions every single year. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you. Happy to be here, Mark. Oh, it's, it's so neat to talk to you because it's your tool is one of the things that we actually recommend to people all the time. We use ourselves. We've probably gotten, I don't know, over 100,000 leads using Typeform. So before we kind of get into it, why don't you just explain what Typeform is and what makes you guys different from some of the other applications out there? Yeah, amazing. Thank you. And thank you for being a customer. And uh, we're keep us on our toes if there's things you need us to do differently. So Typeform, we're a 10 years old company, and we are solving the problem of how people interact online. And right now, more and more businesses are going online. 89%, close to 90% of businesses say that one of their primary channels, if not the primary channel, is online. It's that digital universe. And that experience on the other end is a human being, right? And so what we do is we turn that digital interaction into a human experience. It's very conversational. You can be very engaging. And what that does for your business is that it actually helps you get better responses, better leads like you talked about, or if you're doing onboarding or you're working with your employees, anytime you provide that digital experience in a human way, you're differentiating yourself, you're building your brand, and frankly, you're growing your business. And we have a lot of customers that share their results. Um, things go much better and their business grows faster when they use or switch to Typeform. That's amazing. Surveys, quizzes, it feels like a form, but it's not that wall form. It's an, it feels like a conversation. Well, I think it's very easy to use too, because I yeah. think the concept of form submission, a lot of people don't right. really understand what's happening. All they think is, oh, a contact form, I plug in some data, submit it, that person gets an email and that's it. But you guys right. have taken it. And what I really like is the conditional type form fields, which yes. if people don't know what conditional means, it means that if it's answered a certain way, you'll go one path, or if it's answered a different way, you'll go another path. That's probably the easiest way to explain it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And you talked about that, like it's easy to use. And that's another thing that as wonderful of an experience it is for the person filling out the type form, your customers or your employees, we try to make that also a super easy, no codes the term, but user-friendly way of not only building those things yourself, but also connecting it with the other tech stack tools. 
So that conditional logic is a great example. Somebody comes and they fill it up, feel a certain way. And you're like, oh, I know I'm going to direct them towards this part of our business or that part of our business. Super easy to set up and really easy to get that data and get people further along the funnel or further understanding onboarding, whatever you're using us for. We're built for that. We're built to mimic a conversation. Somebody answers one way, conversation goes in that direction. So it really, it's a pretty cool tool to use and our customers love it. Well, I love how you mentioned these two, because I think mm-hmm. when you're a marketer, you're always thinking of front end, you're thinking of, okay, I'm trying to gather first party data and I really want to connect with my customer. But if you use Typeforms correctly and I use them on our website, Digital Marketer, you use it internally, where it's right. like, you don't have to have send Cindy, your assistant, the this spreadsheet and have her mm-hmm. fill out the spreadsheet when she's never seen it before and doesn't know what all the columns mean. You can send her a type form and just have her fill out data. And then it improves yeah. your internal processes on top of She's not going to screw it up. Yeah. And that's actually, that's a great use case. Another one is because with Typeform, you can embed videos, you can embed instructional material, you can embed beautiful pictures, you can make it feel on brand. But we actually have a lot of customers who are responsible for employee engagement that use Typeform internally to send things out to their employee base and say, this is the latest module to learn ABC XYZ watch it, take a little quiz, tell us what you think. There's lots of different use cases. If you can imagine it, you can probably do it with Typeform. If you have to have a digital interaction with somebody online and you want to make it feel more human, generate more responses and have the effect that you're actually trying to achieve. That's awesome. Now, in terms of how people actually use Typeform, do you have some kind of percentage breakdown where it's most popular to be used as a front-end questionnaire for your customers versus a lead magnet introduction and conversion type tool? Yeah. So it breaks down, like you said, where people are. If you're thinking about it from a customer perspective, different stages of that funnel. So we have a lot of people who use us for lead generation. Because if somebody comes to your site or they're trying to build a lead, if you're faced with just a single form, a wall, you don't really know like, where is this going to go? Where if you provide that engaging experience, then you get better leads, you get more leads, more qualified leads. So that's the first touch point. And a lot of marketers, but founders, anybody who's responsible for growing business can actually use that. And we know that it actually has an impact. I was talking with a, with a customer a couple of weeks ago who, when they switched to Typeform, their contact to close on a qualified lead went from 90 days to less than 30 days, just wow. because they were able to get richer information about that customer. And they were more willing to answer that form. So when they had that call, they knew a lot more about them. They built that trust and they were able to figure out what their needs was and close faster. So there's, it's, I know we're beautiful and we're known for that, like a really beautiful experience, but business performance wise, you can, you can have a real impact. Oh, that's huge. 60 days less. How much yes. less work is that? Okay. And you've probably automated a bunch of the process just by asking mm-hmm. a few questions. Now, yeah. in that regard, I know you have a ton of first-party data, probably ridiculous amounts of first-party data. Do you have a recommended number of questions for that you could expect people to all the way? Just like on average, a form with 10 questions versus 50 questions. That's kind of an obvious example. But. It's funny that you would ask, obviously, 50 feels like a lot, but it depends yeah. upon what it is. And the other question you asked about who uses us, it depends upon if you're B2B or B2C. And we really mm. do have two very different use cases that way. Um, in B2C, you can go a little bit more, especially if you're trying to get somebody to not only come to you, but also purchase at the end. If you're trying to use that conditional logic, as you said, and say, hey, what are you here for? I'm here to buy a jacket. Cool. What kind of jacket? What color? What size? And by the time you get to the end, you've had a product recommendation and you can actually drive that purchase. 
So that kind of depends upon on what you have. 10 is, is an interesting number that you bring that up. We actually have on our site some examples of not just how many questions, but the kind of questions and the way you ask. There's some good recommendations there around, around how to frame a question. Because if you keep the conversation going and it's interesting and they have that value, you can get away with a little bit more. But the other thing too is if you already know something about the customer, there's ways using Typeform where you can, you don't have to ask that question again, right? If you already know who I am, hey, I'm Carrie or I'm Mark, don't ask that question again. If you know that about them, there's ways to have that in the database and a hidden field or other ways that you can get to the more important piece of that. Oh, that's awesome. Just in terms of that phrasing, we always talk about branding. I know you just gave a speech about branding. Is there, do you actually help guide people in terms of, say, your brand voice and how you should be asking a question? Because if it's like you were saying, B2C, it's probably more personal. But if mm-hmm. it's B2B and it's, say, an industry like oil and gas, then you probably want to be more direct and but maybe it's not. I'm just making yeah. stuff up. <laughs> we don't necessarily have it down to that level by industry, but no matter what industry you're in, even in oil and gas, they're still a person on the other end, right? They're still a human being. They still want to have a great experience no matter what their job is. So it's really up to you, depending upon what you know about your customers, you can adjust accordingly what they're willing to do. But from a branding perspective, we also have something we just released where it, it, we call it brand kits, but it's really where folks can... Um, create templates in their Typeform workspace and make sure that anyone who built the Typeform can be on brand so that you don't have to worry about me as the CMO. If we're sending out a bunch of different Typeforms, I want the look and feel to be all showing up as my brand. And so that's a really cool feature that our customers have been asking for that we just released. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you should look into that, Mark. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, I'm going to check that out. I need that. Yeah. So you did talk about integrating video and pictures and things like that. Mm-hmm. I've never had a lot of success in putting that kind of media into a questionnaire. It, it seems like mm-hmm. it's always more effective just to ask a question because yeah. you have the mobile component where most people mm-hmm. are on their phones. Have you guys found some good case studies where somebody has actually integrated a lot of that media into their form mm-hmm. and had more success once they did it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's probably a little bit different on that use case piece, right? When you're trying to capture somebody's attention and that bringing them in lead gen piece, less, right? Because you want them to quickly determine if you're right for them and they're right for you. But once they're a customer, like that video function and feature is really something that helps you with onboarding and engaging. Here's how to work with us. So you can create that educational content and check for understanding and check for questions. So it all just depends upon which phase you are in the customer relationship. If you're trying to do something like that, if you want to know more, if you want to pull your customers and say, hey, we're thinking about, you know, hey, I'm Mark and I'm going to start up a new podcast, which subjects would interest you? And you can uh-huh. do a little clip and a video and let them vote and make it more real and make it feel come to life for them. So we have a lot of that both in B2B and B2C. And then we also have a product called Video Ask, which is specifically built video, more of that back and forth asynchronous video where you could actually record a video send it out to customers and then have them respond back asynchronously either via video or text. We have a lot of customers in like the real estate in- industry or some of those other places who use video where video makes even more sense than a form to do that. So it's a nice option if, in addition to type form. That's a fantastic way to use it because you always want video content or user-generated content from everybody, but to mm-hmm. get them to actually submit the content is so hard a lot of the time because it's people don't think in terms of the media and the upload time and eh, that's Mm -hmm. 500 megabytes it's going to take a while to upload and people don't have the patience for it but in a form then you could explain what's going to happen be like leave this window open or it's Mm -hmm. not going to work exactly Uh, exactly it works out really well for that yeah and and what we find is and this has been 
big part of Typeform's growth engine is that because it is such a differentiated experience, when people fill out a Typeform in the wild, you send one out and they get done filling it out. So what was that amazing experience I just had? I want to find out more. And so that's a big part of Typeform's growth has been that organic flywheel of people just recognizing what an amazing experience it is to be treated like a human being in the digital world and go from there. Yeah. And then from a brand perspective, you asked me this before we started the official recording of the podcast and what why that's important. I've been in branding for a while. And it used to be that if you were trying to own a brand or run a brand, you would you would sit in a room, decide what your brand might be, maybe look at some customer research, put it out there, and then see who responded. I love today because customers are willing to give you their feedback right? Mm. Social media, other places. And it's a gift, really, because if you listen to them, if they've taken the time and the care to respond and tell you what they think about your product, even if they don't like it, it's still a gift. Finding ways to get them to share that information with you and using that to shape your business and using that to shape your brand is that it's the right way to use this to market in the digital world. You know, as a brand leader, it it can't be like, here's how it's going to be and push it out. Customers won't they want to have a say in whatever company they're doing business with. If you do that well and you get that feedback and you get them to give it to you, you really can develop this loyal relationship. They're going to advocate for you. They're going to know that you listened. And then importantly, when you screw up, which will happen, <laughs> everybody screws <laughs> up at least once, probably more. You'll have the space of customers who you've built that trust with. You've built that loyalty with. And they will be willing to stand up for you or forgive you or whatever you need them to do, whatever the situation may be. So right now, in this just incredibly vast, diverse, challenging digital world where everything feels like a transaction, the more you can show up in a human way in that environment, the better. Because you're giving yourself an advantage to build that trust. And to really build that two-way conversation, and it's better for your company in the long run because you're getting honest feedback about how you're really doing and where you need to work on things and what you need to not change. That's a fantastic way to put it because I think the interaction that everybody always wants through customer support and just selling stuff is difficult to do unless you have a centralized solution like Typeform where you just put all the data in there. So you're not collecting it from... 50 different places or let's say social ad platform or social platforms always have incorporated those components, but then you have to advertise with it and it gets pretty convoluted. So I like how you guys have just a standalone solution where, hey, here's a URL, share it everywhere. And you get one spot for all the data, which is awesome. If you're still using legacy cloud storage like Dropbox or Google Drive or expensive, unintuitive digital asset management tools to store your images and videos, listen up. While those are fine for teams who just need to store docs and sheets, they are terribly inefficient for marketing teams needing to organize, share, and collaborate on visual assets. Air's intuitive UI is purpose-built for visual assets. Automatic content tagging and powerful filters mean you don't even have to remember folder or file names. As long as you know what's in an image, you can find it in seconds. Modern marketing teams, including those at Google, Sweetgreen, The Infatuation, and Pattern have saved up to 10 hours per person per week by switching to Air. Air is the leading platform for marketing teams to manage and automate their creative operations. Learn more at air.inc slash digital marketer. That's A-I-R dot I-N-C slash digital marketer.
Now, in regards to data, I know I keep harping that, but I know you have so much of it. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any surprising statistics that you found where you've taken all the data from, say, the last two years where it's been craziness has happened Mm -hmm. and said, wow, that's interesting that people are using Typeform like that or that people are collecting this type of information or... Yeah, I think what has changed, I talked about this a little bit earlier in the last two years, is how much of our lives have gone online. Whether it's purchasing the idea of some restaurants now, even post-pandemic, or a vast majority of their business is still online, is still takeout, right? So like the way that consumer habits have changed, it's accelerated that move to digital, mm-hmm. I think. And it's caught a few people off guard. And so how you show up in that digital world is really important. I think that's one thing. The second thing is that is from the employee side, I guess, that flipped to either fully remote work or hybrid work, being on Zoom calls all day long, how do you keep folks engaged and how do you know what's working for them? And so asking that question, getting them to tell you what's working, what's not working. So we've seen a lot more of that use of employee, frankly, use cases for Typeform and talking with them and educating them about what's happening. But I'd really say just anywhere there's a touch point, we've been lucky enough to grow along with the rest of the digital wave that's been happening. And again, lead gen is our bread and butter in terms of how most people see how they can differentiate is where we've seen an explosion of those types of use cases. That's definitely what we use it for. Now, yeah. we do have some changes happening. We have, not that anybody's taking meta seriously yet, but let's say that VR is eventually going to become a thing. And mm-hmm. I kind of see it as the whole interaction of everything we do online could change mm-hmm. if it gets more mm-hmm. verbal prompting or even motion prompting versus typing things into a form. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have plans or how would you address that kind of shifting dynamic and data yeah. collection? The type forms roadmap, like we changed so 10 years ago when our founders launched this new way of having a form, we changed and set that standard, if you will, about what best in class looks like. So our product team is always looking at those types of of trends to understand how might we do it in a type form way? How might we really keep it human? So the technology is the enabler, not the focus, right? So Mm -hmm. what's the human interaction feel like? And then how might we put that into technology? Stay tuned. There's always more really cool things to come from type form. (laughs) That was a vague answer. (laughs) I know, but you know, I can't really talk about the product roadmap. I know, I always try. <laughs> but good try, uh, though. It's worth wor- this shot. I'm like, oh, he thinks it's good. Well, like I said, love your product. It's an amazing tool. And in terms of data collection, I I don't think I found a better one. I have I actually oh, well, developed you. websites yeah. prior to doing what I do now for Digital Marketer. And there's some components that you could use within WordPress. But actually, last question, just in regards to Typeform, is yeah. I know you guys have integrated with lots of platforms. We specifically use Keep. And so we have connected those two systems together. What are some other kind of integrations that you found people have made really useful in terms of incorporating Typeform? Yeah, I mean, it really just depends upon how big your business is. So we have a great partnership with HubSpot, right? A lot of small, medium Mm -hmm. businesses who are looking for a way to have a great customer experience as it comes into that ecosystem. Calendly, a lot of scheduling happens in the form. So it's good interactions there. Salesforce, as you get into some of the bigger customers, there's ways to do that. Slack. So if something comes in via Typeform, we use Typeform for that when we have product enhancement feedback or people are giving us ratings on our integrations, like there's Slack channels that are fed directly from those Typeforms. So just about anything that you can imagine out there, if you use it for MarTech stack or your core business stack, there's either a already built Typeform integration or you know, with our API, it's pretty easy to use from that perspective. So we also have a lot of customers that are custom coding to 
connect us in with their legacy tools or their custom tools. It's a nice digital interaction layer, really. If you want to have the best possible experience of the person who is needing to work with you digitally, Typeform's a, a great solution for that. Oh, fantastic. Those are Calendly, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. There's quite a few more, but those are the main ones. MailChimp is also a really good one, especially MarTech Stack, but across the board, I'm always surprised uh, how, how many we have, a lot. Oh, that's awesome. I think you guys have done an excellent job. Thank you. Yeah, really. I I love how you said best in class because it really does sum up. Here's what happens when somebody really sits down and thinks about one core aspect that we all use a lot. Somebody actually took the time to develop. So thank you for that. Thank you. Much appreciated. All right. So if anybody needs to use Typeform, where can they go to get it? Yeah, so you can go to our website, typeform.com, and it's pretty easy. There's some explanations there if you want to watch a video a little bit more about what we are, and there's an easy way to sign up. And then depending upon how you want to use us, we have a variety of, of pricing plans that work based on how many seats, responses, the features you want, as you would expect from most software. So typeform.com. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. And please share this with that friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And also don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can get access to all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.